Yeah, I'm ready to roll. You got the calendar squared away now. Yeah, so we. <laughs> I just told Roger I said you really should have pushed the record button before you asked yeah, me that. Yeah, we always yeah. think of that too late. But so anyway, so you'll know. Roger asked me now. How many more do we have before Christmas? <laughs> we're trying to figure out if one of these that we're recording well, we're gonna do a tonight Christmas is a Christmas special coming up. You know? Oh, yeah. I'm, I'm all for doing a Christmas I mean, special. But everybody, your Christmas is not going to be complete without the Fields Brothers show Christmas <laughs> special. Oh, I'm I mean, sure it's a, it's a very traditional, uh, or it's, a, it's a main tradition for many listeners, I'm sure. They, yeah, yeah, yeah. They watch, Thank you for they listening watch It's to a the Wonderful Fields Life, and then show. they listen to the Fields Brothers yeah. Christmas podcast. So, yep. But I'm, uh, I've been looking at the calendar, so I'm, I would have told you. If we needed to think of Christmas, so this right. so this is specifically not a Christmas special, Fields Brothers podcast. So, all right, you want to say anything, Jeff, about who we are, what we're yeah, doing? I'll go here? ahead since I've been talking. Yeah, uh, we yeah. are the Fields Brothers. You're listening to the Fields Brothers Show podcast, and I am Jeff Fields here with my brother Roger. And um, you know, I got thinking the other day we came up with this name, which I still like, the Fields Brothers Show. You know, we, when we talked about this is when <laughs> it's we pretty came, much what it is. So you know, it's, <laughs> it may not be that clever, but it's I remember, clear. <laughs> you know, I don't remember all the conversation, but when we started doing the podcast, we had to think, okay, what are we going to call this? And we thought, you know, the book is Breaking the Hex: Life with God After the Cross Killed Religion. So we thought about the Breaking the Hex podcast, but then we thought, no, then we thought of different things, and. Um, so we just arrived at a the Fields Brothers show, just so you kind of doesn't say anything about what it is, whether it's faith based or not. But I, I still like that title. So well, good because I don't so. think we're having plans <laughs> to change it. <laughs> I don't know how we would. Anytime, so, yeah. so, but anyway, we enjoy uh, getting together and talking about the grace of God and and just I mean the gospel. I don't know for me, I th- you're probably the same way, Roger. The gospel just keeps getting better and better. Every year, it seems like, or my understanding of it. I don't I think, think the gospel changes. It's just our understanding of it and our, our kinda vision gets, of kinda it. Kind of like it gets bigger, you know? Yeah, yeah. And so uh, so we enjoy getting together. And um, so let's see here. I got Is that stocks, enough of an introduction? I got, I got notes. I don't even know what direction to go. Jeff. I got so much stuff here. I am just, well, let me, I, I'm a prolific reader and, you know, note taker. Okay. So anyway, what do you got? Well, let me kind of share something that I'm a little bit bummed today over something, Roger. Then it won't take long. We won't oh, spend no, time. Okay. Don't well, want to do that. You then broke I'll, a golf that, club. No, it, it uh-huh. well, no, but it's, you're on the right theme. <laughs> oh, okay. It's golf. All right. Anyway, so let me, let me kind of um, share my burden and, and get some sympathy from you and then you can, I'll let you. Take it over right. here. So I saw the day, you know, last year, uh, or not last year, earlier this year, I really enjoyed back in the spring attending the retreat in Tennessee that Baxter Kruger had. Had right. Paul Young, is, mm-hmm. and they do this every year. Yeah. And so I would think, okay, you know, I want to go next spring. And last year, it was at the beginning of April. It was, I think that Saturday was actually April 1st. And great experience. And I was saying, boy, I want to go back again, maybe take someone else with me. Well, today they, they announced the dates for next year. Oh, no. It's during the Barbizon no. Golf Championship. Well, close. I, and I've got a comment on that, too. All but right. no, but it's it's comparable to it. It's this, it's in May this time. Around, I think, the Saturday is like the 18th or somewhere close to that in May. It's the same weekend as the PGA Championship that's going to be held at Valhalla Club in Louisville this year. And we already have tickets for the Saturday of the PGA Championship in Louisville. <laughs> And we've already paid big bucks for those tickets. And oh, so gosh. that's the same weekend as Baxter's retreat. So it looks like I will not be going to Baxter's retreat. But he is actually. They said to me, Roger, you can either take a beating, <laughs> 40 lashes, or you can stand in the hot sun in Louisville and watch people swing a golf club. I, it'd be a tough call. I don't know. I, so, um, But to make me feel a little bit better, and so you don't get too cons- overly uh 
burden with me. Uh, the next weekend, the very next weekend, Baxter is going to be close to Louisville at a church. There's a little yearly oh, yeah, deal okay. going on there too. And a guy named Jamie uh, Inglehart, which I liked him, but I've never heard him in person. They're going to be so I may go the next weekend for a, a, a day or two of that. But then also real quick, and then we'll get off of golf. I did learn this is breaking news just today. <laughs> there's been great mystery as to whether or not the PGA Tour was going to come back to Lexington next year. You know, the, the I heard they're just going to do it in, in. You mean Nicholasville? You mean the right Lexington area? Yeah. Okay. Yeah, and so well, it's Nicholasville. That's well, technically, yes. Okay. Well, I mean, technically, it's Nicholasville. Okay. <laughs> Which is in the Lexington area. So. All right. Wow. But they, um, we knew that the contract had run its course, but there was uncertainty as whether or not it was going to be renewed and all that. And so we learned today it, it bar, and we knew Barbasol would not be the sponsor. Right, I heard that, and well, you heard it from me probably. Oh, so well, maybe, <laughs> where else do maybe you go not. for your? <laughs> well, you know. So um, anyway, it is coming back for only one more year, though. So it's coming back to to Nicholasville. Oh, one more year. Tell you say it so, ain't so. <laughs> and then it's moving to Valhalla in Louisville, and okay. so it didn't make sense that you know they're already having the PGA Championship in May, so it didn't make sense they'd have that there and two months later have yeah. another tournament there. Yeah. So the plan is one more time, and this has not made local news yet. So um, who's going to sponsor it this time? Well, we don't. We I had heard earlier there's probably going to be the uh, Association of the Bourbon Industry, so no one particular distillery. But the association, and that is big business yeah. in, in oh, Central yeah. Kentucky. Yeah, I've heard and that. And so um, we will probably, Therese and I will probably volunteer one more year for this. And then this coming year, next summer, will be our, what do you call that? Our, not retirement, but our send-off or whatever. The the last episode, kind of like, you know, you had a last episode of MASH, a last episode of yeah. Friends. This well, what I call it, maybe, oh, episode. I don't know, a celebration. <laughs> that we-, we are kind of looking forward <laughs> to it. <laughs> that makes for a long week. But anyway, so uh, one more time, and then the next year they'll move it to Valhalla, and it will no longer be in Nicholasville. So I'm, right. I'm excited about getting a new shirt, though, with some logo other than the Barbasol, since I have pretty much every color of the rainbow in, in Barbasol shirts right now. Looking forward to a new one. So I'm feeling yeah, better already just to get this. Yeah, you have your shirt now. Okay. Well, yeah, that will, well, I will uh, yeah, I guess I, I, may be walking, Mark I, may, yeah. I may be a walking advertisement yeah. for the bourbon industry, yep. which will be a little odd. But anyway, okay. Well, Jeff, one of the things I think, I, I like to share something a little more spiritual than what you've been talking about, if that's okay. First um, Timothy chapter 4, verse 8. Now, this is an example of verses we just kind of skim over, and we just don't ever really stop to ask, what is this talking about? Mm-hmm. For instance, it's, it's a well-known scripture for a lot of people. It says, for bodily training is of some value. Mm-hmm. All right, that's fine. We can go with that. Godliness is of value in every way. Okay? It holds promise for the present life, but also for the life to come. That's a fairly significant statement. Uh, yeah, yeah. You know, it holds promise for right now and also for the life to come, but it has value in every way. I want to know what ways. What is every way? What does that mean? So have you already thought this through? And no, I don't, I don't know the answer to that question. I'm just saying it, it's probably more than what we typically think. I and mean, we just don't, you know, we really do think, and I think most of the time think in terms of, well, you know, we have the Lord and he kind of gives us peace and joy and we get to go to heaven. And we don't think value in every way, not I mean, even value in a few ways, more than one way, a couple of ways, every way way i'm looking at it in the young's literal translation yeah, go ahead read, so I'll that. read that so yeah. that says for the bodily exercise is unto little profit okay and the the piety 
the piety is to all things profitable. So yours said what? what in every way, in every value in every value. way. Value, this is in yeah. all things okay. profitable. A promise having of the life that now is and of that which is coming. So, um, I mean, I just think it's an interesting statement. And, I, and it's interesting that he doesn't actually even go into detail as to what that means. There, there are a lot of open-ended statements, oh, I think, in oh, Scripture yeah. like that. Oh, that, that sure. You know, it's almost like, I mean. In life to come, you know, I don't think that's sitting on a cloud. No, but I think harp, it may know? be. No, I don't, well, I don't know. But yeah, I mean, it could, but it, no, I mean, it could be a lot of the raining on the earth, which is one thing the Bible says will happen. I mean, it could be, but it's also, it does seem to make a distinction or a dual benefit of now and then. I guess the time after you die or after the Lord comes back. I'm trying to read some but context here. So right Value before, in every way, Jeff. So it says, okay, it said um, train yourself for godliness. So it's saying godliness is what has value mm-hmm. in every way. So before that, see, it says, if you, verse 6, if you put these things before the brothers, you will be a good servant of Jesus Christ, being trained in the words of the faith and of the good doctrine that you have followed. So I don't want to read all the mm-hmm. other context to you. But, yeah, inter- I mean, yeah, I, I don't know that I have uh, any light to shed on but that. But boy, so. if you if you believe that God has value in ways that some people don't think you've gone too far, you're, you're a heretic, you know. I mean, boy, if you think that, I mean, I don't know, every way. Let, let me real quick, since you brought up a verse, whatever, I, I came across this the other day. It's rather surprising. And the, the, the point here is that different translations can dramatically differ in how words are translated. Um, yeah. in this and so uh, this one it's um, Psalm 7:11. so Psalm 7:11. this is ESV God is a righteous judge and a God who feels indignation every day so a God who feels indignation every day okay the uh, NIV um, kind of similar um, uh, God is a righteous judge who displays his wrath every day. So both of those. But if you look at that in the Young's literal translation, listen to this. God is a righteous judge, and he is not angry at all times. That's it's a like little totally different. opposite. <laughs> now, I'm not delving into Hebrew. It wouldn't mm-hmm. do good because I don't know Hebrew. But I guess my only point is, boy, we need the Spirit to illumine us on, and and. Illumine is the same thing as illuminate, Jeff. Is that is that the proper? Does illumine mean? Can I, that, think, is I think illuminate would be the word you're looking for. Yeah, illumine is probably a word too, though. Does that not suffice? No, I don't think that would fits in the <laughs> whatever <you're> sheds light. <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> uh, you know, so just don't get too hung up on one particular translation of it. Just just or just know that different translations can can differ greatly. So just. Just don't get too dogmatic sometimes on knowing exactly what this translation or that translation. If it, you know, don't 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 let your whole faith hinge on one or two words here. Well, you know, and what's what's okay? So what's the takeaway from that? Well, yeah, not to not to depend too much on the intellectual pursuit of. Well, I mean, yeah, I mean, I think there's value in going to the original language, so I'm not against that. I think there is value there, but just recognize that that we can be that things can be translated that that even translations show a bias. I guess that's can show a bias by the translator. Yeah, I think so, and I think it also means that you know the Bible is what it is. It, it's scripture that's valuable for training, 
growing, mm. learning, but it's not to be worshipped. It's just not some kind of. It, I mean, doesn't it fascinate you that you know the story is the way we get our chapter and verse divisions? Some guy was writing this down. And he was the story goes he was even on a horse and kind of you know. Was <laughs> I never heard that. You ever heard that? <laughs> I must have not taken that class in Bible, Bible college. Oh like yeah, oh yeah. Look that up. There's a story okay. that, that, that not where that's true, but that is a story. But there's obviously there's times when we can look at chapter and verse division and say that was not the best right. place yeah, to yeah. make that chapter verse division. But yeah, yeah. The, God lets that stand. Yeah, God I mean, let that go. Language. How do you? You know, by definition, language is limited. Well, yeah, I bricks, mean, yeah, words you, are not bricks. You can't take a word and find the perfect English word and just substitute those two words. Yes, yeah. go ahead. And even if we knew, even for the original yeah. Hebrew and Greek language and all that, I mean, God is greater than any language can define and describe. And so there's just limitation that even translators had some unintended bias, I'm not saying it was, you know, some conspiracy or anything like that, but um, we really need the, you know, the foundation of our life is not the Bible. The foundation of our life is Jesus Christ. Right. The, the, the Bible is a story of to, our redemption. Yeah. It's not meant to be a law book. Oh yeah. One of the, oh, I almost missed this while we're on the subject of the Bible. Okay. Uh, I think you'll you'll be. Uh, we talked a few months ago about the pirate Bible. Remember that? Oh yeah. Uh-huh. And, I mean, there is a paraphrase or whatever that, that's, that's in kind pirate. of dumb, isn't it? Though? It is it kind was, of silly. Yeah, yeah, but that, yeah. that's okay, not the point know. here. Anyway, right. a friend of mine who who is a loyal listener to our podcast kind of looked into that more, and online found where it was and found that. <laughs> We have loyal listeners? Wow. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> this is the other one besides mom. Oh, okay. Yeah. All right. We're talking about mom, are we? So, okay. No, no, right. no right. this is the other one. All right. So, um, and so we looked it up online to see about ordering one, and he found out that you can order one and that when you order one, they will also send you a copy of the King James Version of the Bible. So yeah. well, that's interesting. Yeah. So you, but you anyway, a free King it, it, James it, Version. But okay. it gets more interesting than this. All right. Well, let me back up a little bit before I tell you that. We've, he learned that there is one particular group that is behind the Pirate Bible. So take a guess, Roger. What denomination or what religious group do you think is behind the Pirate Bible? There's a specific answer for this. The Navigators. No. Navigating, you know, pirates. Well, all I, kind I, of I, I, on I, I appreciate the know? thought process there, but all no, right. that is wrong. Okay, what? Okay, with that in mind, I'll tell you this. I'll give you a hint here. If you order a pirate Bible, and I just said they also will give you a free version of the King James Version, uh-huh. that copy of the King James Version is not mailed to you. It is delivered to you by hand at your door. Now you want to guess who is behind the pirate Bible? Amazon. No, that's a good guess. I appreciate that thought process too. <laughs> UPS, FedEx. No, the Mormon Church. Oh. The Mormon Church is the one that's published... The pirate, Bible. the pirate Bible. If you order a pirate Bible, they'll hand deliver you that that and the, a King James. Two young men from the and Mormon probably Church, a Book of Mormon. Well, they I don't know if they mail you the pirate Bible or or they, but the the King James version will be hand delivered to you by the Mormon Church. I assume by two young male missionaries from the Mormon Church. Well, that's an interesting that marketing concept, that, isn't it? <laughs> that, that really I wondered. Is. Yeah, I mentioned they were sitting around in the room somewhere. I said, "You know, I bet you if we put together a pirate Bible, and, and, people would order this, and we could send our Mormon missionaries up there and give them a King James Version, too. And my friend also delved into a little bit more that there, Joseph Smith was known... A pirate? Not a pirate, but the idea of, I forget exactly what he said, but the idea of kind of searching for treasure and that type of thing was kind of known to be a little 
interest of, of Joseph Smith. So there is a little <laughs> there bit of connection there. There other similarities, too. You know that? Between, I won't go into that between Joseph Smith and So anyway, some I just found that quite interesting. Pirates. So. Okay. <laughs> okay. Oh, boy. Well, there you go. All right. You know, um, I have so much stuff here. I don't know what direction to go. Yeah, I think I one, of the, too, one so. of the one of my favorite cha- chapters in the Bible, two chapters of the Bible, I'm really, this kind of way I do Bible studies. If I don't know how you do it, but I don't do the whole thing, you know, where you try to read through a book, read through a certain, I just get stuck on something and I just kind of keep reading it over until I just kind of, well, I just keep, kind of meditate on or think about yep. it and, and then also see where it leads me, you know, do some mm-hmm. cross reference stuff, but one of the you know the chapters I think find real fascinating is Second Corinthians three, and we've talked a little bit about this, but that yep. is really a fascinating scripture, particularly if you go from verse three to about verse eighteen, where it contrasts you know the tablets of stone with the fact that the Holy Spirit writes on our hearts, and this covenant is not a covenant that's engraved in stone. Some of the Ten Commandments, but something that's in our hearts. Now I love how it ends. Um, it says to this day. Whenever Moses is read, a veil lies over their hearts. But when one turns to the Lord, the veil is removed. Now the Lord is the Spirit, and where the Spirit of the Lord is, there is freedom, or some translations say liberty. Mm-hmm. We all, with unveiled face, beholding the glory of the Lord, are being transformed into the same image from one degree of glory to another. And this comes from the Lord who is the Spirit. And I think one of the, and this leads me to this, Now this is a rich chapter, but one of the things that I believe is probably, for me, one of the most difficult words in the Bible to nail down a precise definition um, is probably for me the word glory. Yeah, we like, talked some about this. We few have hit ago, that before. But... That's still. That's still. I mean, it's like the best I can come up with is the word something like the word significance. It's just mm-hmm. something significant. When you see the glory of the Lord, just something that's very significant about God, and that's probably mm-hmm. still not a great, um, you know, synonym for glory, but. You know, if you try to just make glory a practical word or give it a practical interpretation or translation, what would it be? And, I, you know, I'm not sure. But isn't that interesting that we're transformed in the same age from one degree? Yeah. There are degrees of glory, apparently. Yeah, yeah. yeah. From one degree to another. And that's where the growth comes from. The growth is just from what the Spirit does on the inside, not because of your disciplines, not because you've spent time with God, not because you, you know, it's about what God does in your heart in the new covenant through the Holy Spirit. And I just, I, you know, I find this whole chapter pretty fascinating. You know, that reminded we talked a second ago about how the, the, the good news gets better and better or how, how, how we ended up saying that. But, I mean, that is a, a distinction between law and grace, I think. Yeah. Well, that, then that's, he makes that point. I mean, right, that's Moses, one of the points. The glory yeah. of Moses faded. Yeah. And so law, if, law is never better than when you first say, okay, yes, I yes, can do that. Yes. I'm all in. Yes, sir, buddy. Give I mean, that, me, you know, that was that's, the Israelites. That's, the, that's your pinnacle right the, there. The Israelites would say, yeah, you know, Moses said, okay, yep. do this. And they said, yes, we will do we it. We got you. It we went, got this. Yeah, we're went, all in. <laughs> that was the top. It yep. went downhill it from there. And that's kind of way a lot of. Just uh, you know, formats, discipline, uh, discipleship yeah. programs, yeah. a lot of things like that. They're just at their best when you first start them, and it's after you do them for a while, and it becomes a drudgery that the. Uh, I mean, that's the shine comes off. That's know? kind of an indication. So if if your if your way of living the Christian life seems to be more and more drudgery and more and more difficult, and the glory is fading, then that's an indication that's, that you're you're trying to operate indica- under yeah. under law. Yeah, but if your walk in Christ and, and and the way you're doing things or whatever, if you just, you know, if it just seems to get better and better and in a way easier and easier, I would even say, and and you see more and more and the news just seems to get better and better and the good news you just see, then I think you're on the right track. 
with that. And I so, um, I mean, th- th- another v- statement in this scripture in Second Corinthians chapter three is for the spirit uh, for the letter kills. Mm-hmm. Uh, and you know, he talks about the fact that the covenant was good, the law was good. It wasn't that the law was flawed? I mean, God didn't make a mistake with the law was right. good, but it still didn't work for us. The letter kills, but the spirit gives life. Now, if the, if the ministry of death carved in letters of stone came with such glory that they couldn't even look at the face of Moses, and of course, then talks about the face of Moses diminished, you know, the glow in a way. And that's that's what it's like. That's the analogy of what it's like if your relationship with God is built on all the obligations of the stuff you do, whether it's attendance, reading, studying, a certain amount of prayer. I mean, I, I really recoil, and I let it go a lot of times when people talk about it, but I just recoil at the whole idea of Christian disciplines. I just don't see it. Um, I see that we like doing certain things and get benefit from things, whether it's reading scripture or prayer or whatever, but it's not a, but to make it a, make it a discipline, I think really. Yeah. I mean, the word discipline makes it sound like you're doing something you really don't want to do. Yeah. You don't want to do it, but you got to do it. (laughs) And and you got to log in the time, you know, you got to log in the mileage. There, that reminds us of, you'll like this, heard this phrase uh, a couple days ago, listen to a, to somebody else's podcast. And, um, they, uh, a fellow named David Altman, which I've just recently learned about, but, but he was pointing out for people that it's the, I'll, I'll give you the end and we'll back up. He talked about a lot of people that just want to get a D in, in Christianity. Think about that. You just want to get you a just D want to in Christianity. Yeah. You just want to pass. Yeah. So, oh, yeah. But now he was saying that kind of not, I mean, I can see, I can see a, a legalistic preacher using that analogy saying, you know, don't be, you know, you yeah, shouldn't right. be happy with the D. So that's not why I'm bringing this up. Okay. But I think, I think if, if we're kind of trying to go about it in a legalistic way, that's kind of where it ends up. That oh, we always want to know where the line I just, is. I just want to get a D. You yeah. Know? Yeah. <laughs> I just want to pass, you know? Yeah. Do you ever have a class in school? You know, mom's listening to this beware. So do you ever have a class at school that you really didn't care what you God, as long as you just passed, you just didn't want to have to take Pretty much it again. all of them for so, me, Jeff. Okay. I mean, I don't know. If right. There was. I guess also speaking of this, since you brought it up, and we always get on bunny trails anyway. So, an in- fascinating study that I warmed my heart. Mm-hmm. It was a um, a guy who's a corporate leader and all that, and he's talking about an extensive study that came out that's in entre- being an entrepreneur. That then they know now statistically that the C students did better than the A students when it came to being an entrepreneur. They oh, said, really? The A students are sitting there trying <clears throat> to figure out, okay, I got to do everything right. I got to get my black class in on time. And I got the C students were day- daydreaming, thinking, I wish I could just get out of here and do something more <laughs> exciting. They were just more creative. And so I was more of a I C student. I can believe that. Yeah. So I, mean, really, I, I, I can thought see that was pretty fascinating. And that just kind of, anyway, we're off track, but that was. I mean, <laughs> I, you, I can think of a couple of examples yeah. of extremely successful people that, by their own admission, were not all that great. Oh, yeah. Well, there's a lot. Yeah, yeah. A lot like that. Yeah. Well, yeah. that's a. Uh, well, that is interesting. Have you, have you ever thought about this fact that a lot of the theology, a lot of stuff that people debate is just not consequential? I mean, it yeah. just comes out oh, to yeah. just be ideas. It doesn't matter whether you believe it or not. It really doesn't affect your life that much one way or another. I mean, I, you know, and I... <laughs> The phrase "What's the point?" comes to mind. You know, yeah, a lot of those like, things. Like, What's the point? And you you're know? never, and you, and you can never be judged whether you're right or wrong because it's not their ideas are not consequential anyway. Mm-hmm. They're just concepts. And I think a lot of that. Well, I don't know if I'm gonna just let and, uh, guess talk. You know, get more specific than that. But I just, it's almost like the you know, where did Cain get his wife? Well, we don't know. <laughs> Apparently, God had more going on than we realized in Genesis. You know, yeah. I don't know why did David pick up five rocks? Everybody will debate that endlessly. It's like you know, there's so much stuff 
that we it just doesn't matter. But when it gets down to what does matter, like how you view the gospel, yeah. that does matter. Yeah. That has a big impact on the joy and the peace you have in your life, the love that comes out of your life. Uh, a I, lot I of like that, Baxter that, Kruger's lines. Everything else is footnotes. So yeah. you get your who is Christ, Christology. Yeah. So they focus on who is Christ, what did he do, who we are in him, everything else is footnotes and all that. But I thought of something on the prodigal son the other day. You know, there is never-ending nuggets, I don't know, for lack of a better term, yeah. out of, out oh, of yeah. that story. Yeah. But maybe we've talked about this before, but, and maybe I've thought about this before, but it just kind of hit me the other day. Um, you know, the idea that, you know, the father received the, the wayward son back, you know, without – you know, just as he was, you know, even before he made it. But the idea that the, the wealth, the squandered wealth was gone for good. You know, the son took half of it, the inheritance, squandered it. The father did not demand payment back by him or anyone else. You know, if we were writing this story, what would have made a great story is the older brother steps up and says, okay, dad, I'll, I'll give you back all my half. You can have it. And so the dad gets paid back, and so then he receives the son. But that's not what happened. You know, nobody paid it back. That wealth was gone, or as I heard, heard one time years ago, that's gone to money heaven. You know, it's not coming back. Hmm. And so it's just the idea that the father received the son without having to be paid back. The squandered wealth was well, gone for good. Yeah, the damage so, had been done in a sense that the wealth had been. Yeah, he didn't. You know, he didn't need evaporated. have to get paid back with that. But I thought that kind of was meaningful to me. Yeah. So, yeah. I have to think Are about we that. One. Yeah. Well, anyway, like I got so much stuff we didn't get to, but that's okay. We definitely got you enough know. for our next podcast. Yeah. I'm sure. yeah, I got other stuff I never got to here as well. So, so what are we going to title this one? Let's see. What do we talk about here? The, the glory? Something about the gospel getting better and better? The we'll glory think of and something. All this. Yeah, Who we knows? need to think about it now rather than wait for. Saturday night at 11 o'clock. We're trying to figure out what the title to put we, on this we, thing. We, we do that. I mean, really. <laughs> yeah, Don't 11, be ridiculous. <laughs> I mean...